Is it money, a career title, location of your house, number of kids, hours at work, social media followers, your weight, etc.? What's interesting is the metrics of success, like the ones I've just mentioned, that can be counted, are by society seen as high value. But is this what actually reflects success to you? Think about it for a moment. How many times have you heard the wealthiest people being the most unhappy? I personally think it's because we're misled to think that these quantifiable things that we all honestly chase from time to time are it. But what's harder to quantify, things like love, passion, purpose, to me, are truer signals of success. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hey, balancers, and welcome to another BTS episode. I am recording this all the way from Barcelona in Spain, which arguably is my favorite city in the world. We're trialing out a little bit more of a slow travel vibe this time, because in my past Europe trips, I've done very quickly two, three days in every spot just to kind of try and jam pack it all in. But for this trip, because I'm working on the go and so is my fiance, we are spending a lot more time in less places. So we've been here for about a week and it's been blissful. The weather's been great. And if you've been to Barcelona before, you probably know why. It's such a lovely place to be. Before I start today's episode, and I guess my thoughts on expectations, which is going to be the anchor of today's podcast, I want to share something really beautiful that my nonna, my grandmother in Italian, shared with me last week. So I went and visited her. She lives in these little islands off the coast of Spain and it was really beautiful. I haven't seen them for about a couple of years now. And she's almost 90 years old and full of energy, so determined, you know, looks after herself, cooks, cleans, does everything, is still very, very with it. And I asked her the question. I said, Nonna, what do you think is the best piece of advice you would give to somebody on how to stay so healthy, positive, And with it, basically, at your age. And she said, I think the best thing that you can do is to accept yourself just as you are. And I was like, wow, that is literally so simple. And I was just blown away by that response. There's so much wisdom in simplicity, but it's just really beautiful to hear that from her at her age. Something we hear and talk about every single day. And whilst it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do and it might take time and and self-work and self-love, I thought it was such a beautiful reminder that I would share with you all today before I jumped into the episode. So thought of the day of the week, or I suppose as as the tone has been set by Nonna, is to just accept yourself and life as it is. This kind of also leads really nicely into my conversation about expectations. So I suppose if you're on that edge where you're accepting life as it is, you probably don't have too many expectations. You're probably not trying to set too many parameters around how you would like things to happen but rather you're just surrendering to the experience of how things are and how you are. And I don't know if you've heard this phrase before, but it's something I grew up with quite a lot. And it was this concept that if you have no expectations, then you'll never be disappointed. And I've always found this really, really interesting. And it was sort of a golden phrase that I clung on to myself. But the more I think about it, expectations can be 
good and work in our favor as much as they can work against us. So today I really wanted to just dive into the reality about expectations and when they can actually be used and be beneficial in boosting productivity or helping us reach our goals, but also just to distinguish or define the difference between when we need to be mindful of the fact that they're working to our detriment. So in another more recent BTS episode, I did mention the book, The Life Pass by Payal, which is the founder of ClassPass which is an excellent book and I would recommend you all go grab yourself a copy copy to read it. Um, but, But in this book, she makes a really great point about understanding the nature of our expectations, i.e. whether they are good or bad or when they're good or bad. And she said that we need to assess where this expectation sits. Is it on the side of motivation or is it on the side of obligation? And I think the best way to decipher this is to think about what would happen if we didn't do the thing. So would the consequences of that expectation not coming to fruition, if, if what you're expecting to happen doesn't happen, would that consequence be more disappointing to ourselves or to somebody else? I think the best way to workshop this together, and I know we normally kind of do this towards the end of the episode, but I think it's useful for you to pick something in mind now to workshop through the entire podcast today. Um, is to really just have an expectation in mind in any of the balance areas of your life. So if it's in your health, it could be an expectation with some goals you've got for your mental health or your physical health. If it's across the relationships, maybe you have an expectation that you're going to be married by a certain age or start a family by a certain age or have a certain amount of friends by a certain time in your life. You know, any expectation in the realm of relationships and with work, um, obviously, maybe that's a little bit more straightforward. Maybe you have an expectation that you'll have a certain salary by a certain time in your career or be promoted to a certain point, et cetera, et cetera. So just pick one to work through and then you can always come back to this point in the episode and repeat it for any of the others you want to work through as well. So have a think about your expectation. If your life panned out in such a way that this expectation did not come to fruition, and that's not to say it's never going to happen, but maybe it didn't happen by the age or the time you thought it would happen. Would the consequences of that be more disappointing to you or to someone else? And the reason this is really, really important to distinguish is because it highlights your why or the driver behind the reason for the expectation existing in the first place. So I'm going to take the example that I want to be married by the age of 26, because this is one that 20 year old me had in the back pocket as something that I really wanted. Why was it that specific age? Or maybe you have this expectation as well. Why is it that you have that specific age? Is it because most of the people you know are married at that age? Is it because everyone in your family has been married at that age? Or are you fearful of what people or society would think of you if you were not married by a certain age? These to me, and this is because I've just sort of done a little bit of an assessment on my own expectations from the past. This all was external drivers. And the tricky thing was that I feel like I adopted them to a point where I couldn't actually hear my own desires and wants. So just take a moment to think about, I guess, what are the drivers behind you having that expectation in the first place? So yes, maybe over time you've adopted it and now you feel like that's your own driver. But truthfully, if you sink into yourself and ask yourself why, does that certain point in your life or age or time really, really matter to you? Is it something you truly value or is it clouded by this expectation of it happening by a certain age? And maybe your value is more that, You just want to find the right partner. Maybe that matters to you more. And it doesn't matter if it's not by 26. If it's by 30, it doesn't matter because you've found the right partner. So you need to kind of strip away or I guess pull apart the expectation and ask, well, what is the actual value or driver within this expectation? And have I sort of clouded it in a way that 
reflects more external drivers. So maybe that's when like the age or specific time, those limitations we put in ourselves or pressure we put on ourselves to have things done earlier, which actually clouds the value of what we actually want from achieving that thing. So the point here and what I really want to urge you all to do is to separate the noise from having your why rooted in other people's concern or influence, which ultimately will, I guess, dictate your expectation and shift that and make sure that the expectation, the way you word it, the way you set it for yourself is aligned with your own motives, your own desires and what you actually value. And once we can get to a place where we can reframe or identify that an expectation is actually grounded in ourselves or another way to look at it is really you would only be the one that was disappointed if it didn't happen. It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't really disappoint somebody else. Then we know that this is a positive expectation and we can use this as motivation to work towards a target. If you undertake this and realize that maybe the expectation you have or the one you're workshopping right now, the way it stands is to please or satisfy a desire of somebody else and not yours. Then another question to ask yourself is, do you feel like this is an obligation? Something that's like really overbearing in your life. So maybe you've pursued a certain career because that's what your family or your parents wanted. Maybe you haven't traveled as much as you would like or pursued hobbies as much as you would like because of an expectation that, you know, you have a responsible or a steady job, for example. And this point here is it's not to say that you should never fulfill an expectation if it's to please somebody else or you know, like you should get rid of it if it's going to disappoint someone else more than you. It's just to bring awareness to the nature of your expectations so that you can really understand where they come from and what's driving it. If this has frustrated you a little in the sense where you feel a little bit irked, you feel like all your expectations should really be grounded in your own why, and you feel you're in a position where you have a lot of expectations that are coming from external society, then I want you to have a little bit of a think about what was to happen. What's the absolute worst case scenario if you were not to satisfy an expectation that's coming from the world around you? I think half the time you'll find it's not as bad as what you think. I think we get so wrapped up and we need to remind ourselves that we're only the main character in our own lives and other people have their own issues and concerns going on too. And so sometimes I think if you just think about the worst case scenario, if you were to put yourself first, if you were to reframe the expectation so it made sense for what you actually want and desire, sometimes it's not as bad as what you would think. But I'll leave that one with you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Think about. I wanted to add uh, an additional two comments to this discussion of expectations. So one thing I've always tried to remind myself to consider is whether an expectation I've set is fully within my control or not. And this was something I started to think about in the last couple of years, especially with a lot of my friends starting to get married and you know, them, them wanting it to happen by a certain age and, and having my past self also had that sort of strict deadline for myself. So let's talk about the expectation of getting married. Is that expectation fully within your control? I would say that's partially within your control because you have another person's needs and wants that need to be unified or I guess matched with your own so that you're on the same page. 
And so I would not say that getting married is fully within your control. Let's talk about the expectation of making a certain amount of money or having a certain salary by a certain age. Maybe that's fully in your control if you have the capacity to pay yourself or if you manage like financial growth within a business directly, anything like that. But if it's fully up to someone else, if you work for somebody else, then that's going to not only you know, rely on their decision, it's going to rely on company progress, the, the financial global situation, so many things not within your control. What about a promotion? Partially, maybe due to the effort you put in, but ultimately it's up to the manager or the company or their financial position as well. So just take one moment to think about your expectation and consider whether it's fully within your control or not. The issue I find here is when we have expectations that are around things we can't actually guarantee will happen, you need to be really, really careful about setting yourself a strict expectation with it because we need to be mindful that we're not setting ourselves up for failure. If there's nothing more you could have done or changed about a situation to satisfy your expectation coming to fruition, it's almost redundant to feel disappointed by it. Yet we still, for some reason, set ourselves these goals or milestones on things that are often not within our control. We can control what we do and our output and our energy that we bring towards that. But I feel like when we're not in control, you almost need to just surrender to whatever happens. Yet these expectations keep us and put pressure on us to satisfy something we're only partially in control of. So at this stage, bring your expectation to mind and ask yourself, firstly, is it from your own motivation that you want this to happen? Or is it grounded in the expectations of others that you've now adopted? If that's the case, or even if there's just a small part of it that you're doing to satisfy an external person or ideology, can you reframe and take the pressure off yourself and make it your own expectation? Can you tweak it? Can you take out a strict deadline? Can you take out a strict number? Anything like that to reclaim the expectation and make sure it's grounded in what you actually want. So instead of let's, I'm just going to go back to the marriage example because it's one I'm familiar with. Mind you, by the way, I'm now 27 and still not married and I'm absolutely fine because I've found my partner. I found my soulmate. And that's really what having that expectation was all about. It didn't actually matter whether I was married by 26 or 27 or 28 or 30 or 35, whatever, it didn't matter. The, the What I actually wanted was a partner. So can you reframe that expectation and take pressure off yourself for something that you may only be, you know, like hanging over your own head to satisfy, I guess, a societal expectation rather than your own. And the second thing to think about is whether that expectation is fully within your control to see it through. If it is, Great. That'll, you can use that as motivation to keep you working towards it. But if it's not, are you happy to give your absolute all, put all your energy into whatever it is that this expectation requires and completely surrender to the outcome rather than be disappointed in yourself or the situation if it doesn't come to fruition? This is really, really important for your own sense of self to notice when you do feel disappointed for something that you really couldn't have done much more or change to make it any different. Another thing to consider here and and something I really wanted to wrap up in this conversation is your idea of success. And the reason I say that is because often our expectations, they come from our thoughts on how our life should be or how we want it to be. And that's really closely tied up to how we view or see a successful life. And this begs the question of what metrics do you use to define that success? And, and you could look at your expectations, I guess, to identify this as well. But is it money, a career title, location of your house, number of kids, hours at work, social media followers, your weight, etc.? 
What's interesting is the metrics of success, like the ones I've just mentioned, that can be counted are by society seen as high value. But is this what actually reflects success to you? Think about it for a moment. How many times have you heard the wealthiest people being the most unhappy? I personally think it's because we're misled to think that these quantifiable things that we all honestly chase from time to time are it. But what's harder to quantify, things like love, passion, purpose, to me, are truer signals of success. And this is only my opinion. And so you need to take a moment to rewrite success for yourself. If a successful life for you is one full of fulfillment, does the dollars in your bank account or the amount of social media followers you have really matter? They may come hand in hand with you leading a fulfilling life. Maybe that's a byproduct of it, but there may not be the metric that defines whether it actually feels fulfilling or not. You can't actually quantify fulfillment because it's a feeling, it's a sense, an energy. So I invite you to look at your expectations and I'd recommend doing these across the three areas of your life. Look at your expectations under each. Just write them in a really raw way, whatever comes out naturally, unclouded by this discussion. And underneath each, you want to look at that expectation and try to align it with a goal or a measurement that aligns with your idea of success. So within your area of your health, if your weight, like if the kgs are a metric for your success, then make sure your expectation is aligned with that. But if it's less about the kgs and the weight and the quantifiable aspect and more about how you want to feel then that's unquantifiable. And so you need to make sure that your expectation aligns with what your true value or metric of success is. Otherwise, you'll end up in a position. And I only share this because I had a very similar experience and you probably would have heard me share this one before where I was constantly doing the in-body scans. Um, At the time, I was experimenting with intermittent fasting and, and training really heavily, eating quite strictly. Long story short, I did three or four body scans um, and, and, you know, each time I was getting the body fat percentage down just a little bit. Now, I'm a pretty small person as is. So in hindsight, I'm not sure why this was a goal I had, but I just thought, you know, because of external discussions, comments and expectations, the less body fat you had, the better. What happened to me was on the fourth scan, I was feeling my absolute best. I was, you know, in peak form. My training was incredible. I felt like I had so much energy. I just felt awesome. And then when I got the results of that test, I had gone up a couple ranks in percentage. And so it actually felt like I'd gone backwards. And that's when I had to stop and go, whoa, okay, this result, this quantifiable measurement does not reflect how I'm feeling because I'm actually feeling the best I have across all the scans I've done. This test can't even begin to assess the things that I'm feeling that are making me feel great, like my energy, like my mindset, like my motivation. And so why have I hinged everything? Why am I using this test as my expectation when it doesn't align with my goal or what I want out of my health? And so by the same token, I just want you to take a moment to think about your expectations. It's not bad to have them, but they can really mislead you if the measurement that they're using to quantify your progress or your achievements are not aligned with your actual true metric of success. So you could reframe that simply to, you know, in three months time, I want to be feeling energetic the whole day. I want to be waking up with motivation. I want to be looking forward to my training sessions. You know, all those things for me are things now that I look for and notice in my own health and training life. And so just have a think about 
what is success to you in each of the areas of your life and how can you make sure that the way you speak to yourself, the language you use when you're putting pressure on yourself to achieve things or setting goals or setting milestones or expectations, does that truly align for you with what you're reaching or trying to reach with success? Another really quick example is if you've maybe got an expectation that you have a certain amount of followers on Instagram by the end of 2022, well, maybe that actually means that you want to impact other people with your message. So if by the end of 2022, you only have 200 followers instead of 20,000, does that mean that you're not making an impact? Absolutely not. You'll still be making an impact to the 200 people that you have following you. It doesn't need to be 10,000 people. So you can start to see through the materiality of some of the measurements that we use to manage our expectations and reframe them in a way that reflect what you actually want out of your goal or your milestones. And I feel like in doing this as well, we take a lot of the pressure off ourselves because we quickly understand that no matter how much of the quantifiable things we have, so the dollars, the followers, etc., the unquantifiable part can exist irrespective. So your focus shifts and you can see what really matters and which expectations are authentic for you and which ones are false or potentially misleading your direction of what you want in life. I hope you guys have gotten something out of today's episode. Feel free to listen back and do this again for any expectation that you want to workshop. Reach out to me on Instagram or TikTok. Follow us. The links are in the bio if you want to have a chat about anything spoken about today or request any content for up and coming episodes. And lastly, share this with a friend, someone who maybe is struggling or feeling that disappointment or pressure on themselves that they haven't achieved something by a certain age and maybe help them reshift and and realign so that their expectations can start to work in their favor as well. I'll see you all on Monday for another guest episode and have a lovely rest of your day.